हेलो ऑल यू लिस्नर्स आई एम योर होस्ट रोहन ठकार एंड थैंक यू फॉर ज्वाइन मी ऑन इंडिया फर्स्ट पॉडकास्ट फॉर साइकिलिस्ट दिस इज हिट द रोड यू लिस्नर्स आर आर बिगेस्ट एसेट्स एंड इफ यू हैव एनी टॉपिक दैट यू वॉन्ट टू गेट कवर्ड और यू हैव एनी सजेशंस डू डी एम एस एट ई बी लॉग मीडिया ऑन इंस्टाग्राम फेसबुक ट्विटर मॉनसून न्यूज यर एंड वी आर यर टू गाइड यू ऑन हाउ कैन यू गेट द मोस्ट फ्रॉम द रेंज दिस इज अ टू पार्ट सीरीज एंड आई इंसिस्ट यू टू लिसन टू बोथ ऑफ दम इन द फर्स्ट पार्ट वी हैव विद नवीन जॉन हु विल बी टॉकिंग अबाउट हाउ कैन यू टाइप योर बाइक फॉर मानसून सम मानसून मेंटेनेंस हैक्स विच आई रिकमेंड यू टू लिसन टिल द एंड एंड ऑल्सो ही टॉक्स अबाउट हाउ कैन यू ट्रेन बेटर इन द रेंज and in the second part we have with us divya tate founder of inspire india races who conducts india's best ultra races apart from that she is also the in charge of odax india community and uh, you can say her the el presidente of odax india so she'll be talking about uh, how can you have the most fun in rains and some of her experiences on how she dealt with the rains so stay tuned and let's hit the road hey navin welcome to hit the road how are you doing today man not too bad not too bad rohan how are you very fine i'm very excited to have you once again on the show hope you are enjoying uh, hit the road definitely definitely yeah it's only been a month since i was on your last so doesn't feel like a long time ago it's good to be back <laughs> Uh, yeah the audience wanted you back so we got you back and uh, we are speaking about something which i wanted uh, everyone to know and everyone should know uh, rain experiences so do you like riding in rain navin um so like is uh, i suppose it's a very subjective uh, term and uh, yes i i i like riding in the rain i don't like training mm-hmm. in the rain or doing kind of uh, my my high intensity efforts and things like that in the rain um right. riding the rain is inherently i mean riding a bicycle is inherently pretty can be pretty sketchy uh at times you're on a mm-hmm. you know 2 mm patch of rubber uh throw in yeah. throw in wet roads and having to negotiate traffic uh makes things a little bit more riskier than it needs to be so i don't like quite training high intensity in the mm-hmm. rain but i do love riding in the rain some of my most epic rides uh, uh have been in the rain <laughs> so yeah so- Awesome. So, which is your favorite route for riding? Um, uh, your rain rides. Oh, my rain rides. Um, I don't have a route in particular, but for rainy days, if I do have to train, I typically tend to use roads that are uh, less trafficked uh, and that involve lower hmm. speeds because uh, that kind of makes it yeah. a little bit safer, you know. Um, so, yeah, True. any road that isn't trafficked and isn't fast is what I would say. got it yeah. got it got it let's start today's topic uh, it we are speaking about monsoon what should one keep in mind uh, in monsoon keeping your cycle fit and yourself as well and the surroundings where we ride so we don't want any accidents as such but yeah so you take care of your bike by yourself uh, yeah. what do you think what check is required so um i would say riding in the rain um for me um as a rider who has a plan for everyday training and who has kind of a time window uh in which to train in mm-hmm. i make sure before i head out the door especially on a rainy day i make sure that my bike is safe so uh for me that basically means two things that the tires are kind of in good condition because uh wet mm-hmm. weather wet weather roads tend to cut up tires a lot more um and so when i go out into a rainy ride i make sure that my tires are in good condition sometimes i actually put on my nice tires with with better punch protection 
just in case, you know, because um, uh, the other thing is, yeah, just making sure you have enough brake pad on your uh, on your bike, you know. Um, last thing mm-hmm. you want to do is uh, on a rainy day, you know, if you're training three, four, five hours in the rain, you can end up losing quite a bit of brake pad. So you got to make sure that, uh, well, I make sure that I have enough to start with. And those are the two main things that I check. And typically the other thing that I'll do is in terms of tire pressure, normally for a rider of my weight around uh, 69, 70 kilos, I ride on a road bike uh, with 25 seat tires. And I typically pump up my tires to about 105 and 115 front and back. And if mm-hmm. I'm heading out on a rainy day, I'll just kind of decrease tire pressure a bit um, just so that yeah. I get a little bit of improved traction on the road, you know? Um, so those Got are the, it. those are the three main things, um, uh, that I do before heading out on a wet training ride. So for, uh, the roadies out there, what do you suggest? What should be the ideal, uh, if someone has a thinner tires, yeah. do you, what, what is the size that you suggest? Um, so, I mean, I think, uh, it's quite industry and, um, you know, uh, testing kind of, uh, shown that, uh, 25C tires are, um, at least for road riding, um, uh, are where are the sweet spot, you know, between rolling resistance mm-hmm. and um, uh, and uh, good traction. And so, yeah, the, the other thing about training indoors is 25Cs seem to be the consensus on what are the best or ideal width of mm-hmm. tires to be training on the road with. Um, so that's what that's what I uh, that's what I ride with. And have been riding with for the past uh, three four years. Oh, nice, yeah, nice. So, um, is there any specific check that one needs to do other than what you have said for reins? Is uh, it necessary? Um, besides braking and slightly reduced tire pressure and and making sure the tires are fine. Um, if you're if you ride in a place with a lot of rain and you ride in a lot of rainy weather, um, uh, the one thing is. Um, parts just tend to wear and tear a lot faster, you know? So um, just keeping an eye on that, you know, uh, a regular chain, usually, you know, you can get uh, about uh, 2,500 to, you know, uh, anywhere from 2,500 to up to 6,000, 7,000 kilometers on, depending on how you maintain it. But, uh, you know, a week mm-hmm. a week of riding in rainy weather can really, really wreck your drivetrain, you know? So um, yes. keep an eye on general wear and tear more than you more than you normally would the other thing um that i would keep an eye on is when i go to belgium uh, oftentimes it rains quite a bit there and uh cleaning your brake pad and your braking surface especially if you have aluminium rims is uh, a nice practice because riding in wet weather uh means a lot more braking and when you brake a lot more yes. with um with riding in the rain, uh, what happens is uh, the mixture of uh, uh, moisture and um, road debris and brake pad compound results in this mixture that kind of tends to wear rim surfaces quite a bit. So when okay. you're riding in wet weather uh, quite a bit, uh, just make sure that you clean your uh, brake pads and also your braking surface. Uh, that's something I do okay. after every rainy ride. Uh, because you can you can end up going through or wearing uh, an aluminium braking surface quality, quite right? and quickly. so in some sense uh, yes, you know you in some sense moving your uh, moving your uh, rides indoors so that's when you're faced with bad weather you're not if you're a person who lives in an area that uh, experiences a lot of day to day rain uh, that's something I would keep an eye on especially. Got it, got it. So yeah. that was uh, pre ride check, folks, and uh, now coming to the part where we are riding.
riding in rain especially in india is a different scenario altogether than the countries which you have just mentioned it's a challenge <laughs> to get on the road itself so what do you think what should one keep in mind yeah. during that time so uh, i can talk to that a little bit from experience uh, um uh, not so much my experience because i'm i'm fortunate to kind of live and train in bangalore where a monsoon yes. kind of works on a on a clockwork schedule where up to 12 there's no rain and then after if there is rain it's always after 12 so uh, it's really so your training ride is done by then exactly training ride is done the bike is ready for the next day you know but um i have a couple of athletes that i coach who live in pune and mumbai and um uh, slightly wetter cities um and that, it's a challenge you know training there because the monsoons are a little bit more erratic in its time schedule um and yes. so you know what i tend to do is um i always have a backup um, or a rain check kind of option for my athletes Mm-hmm. So say for example yesterday one of my riders in Pune was supposed to do a 20 minute power test out on the road uh but okay. you know it started raining um and uh, early morning and it was raining all the way to 8:30 10 um and yes. uh, so you know um having a backup plan where you can actually you know move your outdoor workout onto a trainer really helps um so mm-hmm. um what i typically tell my riders is you know if there's a 3 hour ride that you need to do out on the road or a 2 and a half hour ride and if you end up getting uh caught out by rain uh switch it to an indoor yes. workout and try and get the meat of the workout in or the meat of the training in you know um mm-hmm. and that's typically the 1 hour or 45 minutes or hour and a half in the middle of the workout where i've asked for some yes. structured work to be done you know so yeah that's what that's the one kind of recommendation i make have a backup have a backup kind of indoor workout that you can do and hopefully you have a trainer that you can execute the workout on mm-hmm. that would be the idea awesome. we'll we'll come back to the training part in uh, in the coming time yeah. but uh, other than that what do you think uh, other than the backup plan yeah. what do you think one should uh, keep in mind considering the harsh weather uh, stupid traffic around yeah. bad roads yeah yeah <laughs> so training um, in that period as far as uh, riding outdoors while inclement weather is uh, you know going on uh, what i tend to do is if i'm caught out in a wet weather training ride um, i tend to modify my training a little bit you know i tend to do work that involves slower speed kind of work and so what uh, for example uh, anything to bring down the speed of your training is good you know mm-hmm. and so maybe uh, on a rainy day the best it's not the best idea to do uh speed work or tempo work where you're going you know 35 yeah. 40 45 k's an hour but maybe right. switch you're your losing the traction yeah you it's just it's just not quite safe you know moving that quickly mm. um so i tend to modify my training maybe into something that brings my speed a little bit slower so maybe like some high gear um you know uh, uh torque work on the bike i also tend to um maybe switch my training to flat land to more a uh, hilly terrain because whenever you're moving on a hill you're moving a lot slower so i would move my training yes. in bangalore from somewhere like hyderabad highway where the speeds are very high to nandi you know where the speeds are a lot slower mm-hmm. when you're going uphill so the general idea yes. or the thing that i put in my head is bring the speed of training down because that uh, inherently makes the ride safer you know the second thing i do yes. is i try to take my training away from kind of more open roads even if i can find a short stretch of road that's about a kilometer long or uh, you know 500 meters long i try and do shorter efforts there you know 
um, yes. versus continuous, long, hard, high-speed efforts somewhere else out on open road. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. those are the mm-hmm. two modifications I, I would make, you know, change the terrain that you would normally train on to where your speeds are slower and modify the workouts yes. that you are doing to sh- uh, efforts that you can execute on safe stretches of road and maybe do repeats mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, almost all of Got us it. can find a short hill or, uh, you know, a short empty section of road somewhere where we can practice some sort of a uh, workout that involves a little bit safer execution. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, keeping your ride safe. You want to come back in one piece. <laughs> True. So um, you said going uphill, but what goes yeah. up must come down. And uh, yeah. how to listen sure. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I was, as I was explaining moving your training to a hill, I was like, yeah, you've got to come down, right? And uh, the one thing that goes immediately in wet weather uh, that uh, diminishes quite a bit, uh, especially with rim brakes, is braking. Yes. With disc brakes, of course, you have the advantage that your braking pretty much stays the same. So, mm-hmm. But that's a different topic, I suppose. But uh, most of us have rim brakes on our road bikes and uh, or, um, or MTBs or hybrids. And yeah, there's no hack to that. You just have to be extremely cautious when descending in wet weather. What I would say in terms of in terms of tips, uh, braking tips, is bring your speed. Just reduce your overall speed when moving downhill. The worst thing you can do in wet weather is lock up your wheel because a locked wheel skids and a skidding wheel. I mean, is is zero traction, and the next thing you know, you're on the ground. So. Um, in yes. general, uh, riding in the rain is all about just bringing the speeds at which you are moving down, you know, not having to suddenly mm-hmm. change speed because sudden changes of speed are almost impossible in wet weather conditions on a, uh, yes. with, a, with a rim brake. So uh, mm. just, just kind of ride with that mindset, you know, lower speeds, make riding mm-hmm. safer. Um, especially when descending. So uh, a lot of people um, do have rim brakes, but uh, a majority also have disc brakes in their hybrids or uh, or uh, MTVs. So that constitutes a lot of number. Yeah. So uh, can you give few tips to check those brakes in monsoon? Um, yeah. So as far as disc brake maintenance, um, uh, wet weather, you're always going to get with disc brakes while the braking performance in wet weather is great. Um, the mm-hmm. uh, the sound of disc brakes in wet weather can be rather alarming, and there's nothing really you can do when you're out on the road because uh, wet disc brakes do you know squeal. Um, so all mm-hmm. I can say is that's part of normal operation, and you shouldn't be alarmed by it. Um, besides that, um, wet weather disc brake braking also leads to pad wear on your disc brakes very quickly. Um, so hmm. when you go home, you just got to make sure that you're actually checking uh, the wear level on your on your disc brake pads. And typically, that's just a visual check. You can just look at your disc brake pads, and usually there's about uh, uh, two to three mm of uh, disc brake material on the brake. Uh, as soon as you lose about two mm, um, it's time to change pads. You know, so yeah, just keep an eye on your disc brake wear. You know, um, it's a little bit harder to catch than rim brake wear because the tolerances are a lot uh, lighter, but definitely something to pay mm-hmm. attention to. Is there any specific uh, check that one needs to have for carbon? So <laughs> so as far as carbon wheels go uh, in wet weather, they are the worst braking performance you can get. Um, yes. And I would highly recommend that if it's wet outside, just keep your carbon wheels, uh, you know, out uh, um, uh, keep it keep the carbon wheels well tucked in at home and definitely don't use them on a wet day 
um, there is just such little breaking that uh, carbon uh, carbon gives that it's better yes. better left uh, you know at home on wet days for sure. As far as gear, using gear, um, what kind of gear to use uh, as yes. a rider training in wet weather? Um, the one thing I would say, fortunately in India uh, and at least our big cities. Um, uh, while the rain can be heavy, fortunately the temperatures don't dip very much, you know. So, um, yeah. So the only thing we really have to do when we train in wet weather um, is try and cover our upper body with some sort of, you know, a rain jacket. Hmm. I personally find that there are these, uh, there are these. Uh, this is material that you get uh, called a gaba, which uh, Castelli makes, um, mm-hmm. and several and several other companies do imitation gabas. Um, so okay. a GABA is one of those pieces of equipment that I uh, recommend that if you are a rider who rides in wet weather uh, locale, definitely get a jersey that's made of this GABA type of material. Um, and okay. it's basically a highly breathable waterproof material. Um, mm-hmm. and, it's like uh, Gore-Tex. It's like Gore-Tex, exactly. Yeah. It allows your body to breathe. So um, even if you're working out, you don't like uh, pull up a lot of sweat. And uh, at the same time, it does deflect quite a bit of moisture. Um, it's a, mm-hmm. I find it a lot. I find it a, if you train quite a bit um, and you train hard in wet weather, I'd suggest getting investing in a GABA type of jersey. Um, okay. Otherwise, of course, if you're just doing kind of easier endurance rides where you're not sweating at a high rate, um, definitely investing in a, in a waterproof rain um, kind of layer that really helps, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. um, I found that Decathlon makes some really good, um, you know, wet weather um, wet weather gear as far as rain yes. jackets and rain vests go. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, the other cool piece of cycling clothing that I think is highly underrated uh, is a cycling cap. Um, and uh, for those oh, of yeah. you, there are two types of people in the world, <laughs> those who know <laughs> know the magic of cycling caps and those who don't. Uh, so cycling caps are great because on rainy days, they do an amazing job of really allowing you to keep your eyes open and um, focus on the road even when it's raining really heavily and yeah there's no way to describe it besides saying if you ride in trying rain, it out yeah if you ride if you ride in <laughs> rainy conditions get a cycling cap you will not regret it uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> a cycling cap also does a fantastic job of um, if you're riding in a group, it does a little bit of a good job in preventing um, spray from a wheel in front of you uh, getting, yes. getting into your eyes. And that's provided you ride with your kind of uh, at a particular angle, you'll find that it offers um, a, a fairly decent level of protection, you know, if you're riding in a group. Um, mm-hmm. So that's another piece of cycling equipment that I think if you're riding in rainy weather, invest in a cycling cap. It's super cheap. Do you use mud flaps? Um, so me personally, I don't use mud flaps because the way I look at it is if you're going out <laughs> in rainy weather, you're going to get your kit's going to get dirty yes. and your yes. jersey is going to get dirty. The one piece of um, equipment that, uh, yeah, that does um, help with this back spray that you get from your rear wheel, um, mm. especially on MTB's back, uh, back spray uh, of your rear wheel onto your jersey is a lot more pronounced. On an MTB, yes. on the bigger, um, on the bigger, radius tires there having a, a mud flap definitely kind of helps and something as simple as an ass saver which kind of goes under your saddle is all that's required you yes. know on a wet day those big mud flaps don't really do anything more than um a small ass saver <laughs> so does. yeah well <laughs> uh, i mean yeah not much they don't do much so yeah mm. 
all right so uh, we we covered uh, almost everything but yeah. what uh, sparks me is that um, not always it is possible to go out in the rain and ride True. for long we do need some exercises or indoor training True. which is required which we can do so that uh, we can substitute True. the losses yeah so what do you suggest what other than indoor cycling yeah. uh, the indoor training uh, in, on cycle yeah. what can we do for so, someone who can't afford a turbo trainer correct yeah so if you if you're not uh, you don't have the resources to invest in a in an indoor trainer uh, what i typically do is on a day with really inclement weather i try to get some sort of workout that benefits my cycling and the uh, the easiest thing to do at home is you know substitute maybe a a training ride with a core a good opportunity to do a core workout or a good opportunity to do some sort of calisthenic training at home you know uh, i typically go through a routine um, you know i have a fixed core routine that i do and um, if if i've got a you know 4 hour 5 hour ride on a particular day and uh, i was only able to get like 2 and a half or 3 hours in um i'll come back and you know maybe do a 30 to 40 40 minute kind of core workout you know because core mm-hmm. uh, workouts are always going to help you on the bike you know in a day or two yes. and um so mm-hmm. that's a nice way to kind of you know get a workout in without it being on the bike as to what you do in a core workout um yeah that's everyone's got a different kind of routine that they follow but yeah in general the idea is that try and get a core workout in you know got it yeah maybe we can link uh, if you can provide some link we can yeah. plug it in the description yeah there is actually one workout that i do as part of my core routine that i find really incredible for strengthening the lower back and uh, so mm-hmm. it's called the uh, it's called the founder or the or it's called it's part of a training uh, paradigm called foundation training um okay. and uh, it's a great 12 minute kind of uh, series of movements that really focus on uh, strengthening the lower back which is which is something that cyclists neglect so yeah we can drop a I'll yes. share a link with that to you that would be awesome any other yeah. uh, any other exercise that you suggest as far as lifting goes in cycling yeah i mean a gym is a great place to also do a substitute workout right and uh, what i would suggest is keeping it simple um uh, you don't have to do fancy stuff in the gym um the squat hmm. and the deadlift are of course you know uh, uh the king of the lifts and uh, and if you're a person who's new into lifting perhaps stay away from the deadlift and the squat and maybe do a little bit more isolated strength work um and that mm. basically involves things like the leg press the single leg press is uh, a highly underrated exercise it's even more effective than a full leg press for cycling um and then of okay. course you have two other simple exercises like the the hamstring curl and the quad extension you know so those three exercises yes. the quad extension works the quad the hamstring curl works the hamstring um and the and the single leg press uh, works the glutes um and you pair that maybe with uh, a calf raise and you've got a brilliant you know four exercise um uh, substitute that you can do on a day where you were supposed to maybe ride an hour and a half to two hours and it's just as effective wow awesome yeah. so yeah. that's a great training workout and i think i'm going to do that today so uh, <laughs> awesome. you you were talking about uh, post ride yes. some maintenance hacks yes. so let's come on to that so um so for the longest time i used to be one of those riders when i first started out 8 years ago i would never clean my chain uh, all of us go through this kind mm. of uh, journey of bike maintenance and the first step is ignore all the sounds your bike makes um and especially in wet weather um your bike is really put through a lot of crap quite literally 
Yes. And the first phase of uh, enlightenment uh, or non-enlightenment that one one goes through is ignore the sounds that your bike is making, right? Um, yes. Uh, uh, and uh, the symptoms of this um, uh, or the archetype of this is a person whose uh, bike chain is typically black, covered in about <laughs> two to three millimeters of of a mixture of road grime and uh, and grease and uh, chain lube and uh, all the things that your uh, city uh, roads have to throw up. Uh, once you get past this, the first step towards enlightenment is using uh, WD-40, right? Um, yes. WD-40 is great because it uh, it's like a magic wand. It kind of immediately vanquishes all sounds and everything runs smoothly. But then all of a sudden, uh, the sounds come back with a vengeance. The reason for this is WD-40, while being a great lubricant, also has mm-hmm. a degreasing component. Okay, so... Uh, the reason why WD-40 takes out a lot of the dirt and grime and grit is because of the degreaser action in it. Um, yeah. It does have a very highly viscous um, lubricating component also, which is why you get that initial quietness. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Then eventually, after a little bit more enlightenment, uh, we step into our bike shop and our our uh, you know our local bike shop sells us your first can of uh, our degreaser, you know, and. Uh, it's this uh, 500 ml or 250 ml bottle that costs, you know, somewhere between 800 to 1,000 rupees, right? And yes. um, and but it does a fantastic job at keeping your drivetrain clean, and um, mm. Mm. and then eventually you are introduced to uh, chain lube, which keeps your bike incredibly silent. And uh, there are different types of chain lubes for wet weather and dry weather and. Uh, um, I don't know if it makes sense for me to explain what the difference there is, but you start using basically those make, and, a, uh, make a put a bar of all the lubricants out there for your cycle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 then you reach what I call Yoda level, right? Where you realize there's no need to pay 800 rupees for a for a 200 ml uh, jar of degreaser. So this is what I'd recommend as far as cleaning bikes go. One of the one of the best cleaning compounds to uh, kind of clean your drivetrain is and and cheapest is car degreaser. So car car uh, the thing about car products is uh, there's a bigger market for it and uh, you yes. use bigger quantities of it when you clean your car and vehicles and motorcycles and things like that. And mm. because of that, mm-hmm. all of these products are a lot they're a lot cheaper and they are just as effective, if not more effective, than um, cycling specific stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just go onto Amazon or something like that and buy like a 500 or a liter. A jug of uh, you know car wash degreaser. Um, so I use a brand called Vavex, which you can find on Amazon, and a one liter concentrate costs about four hundred rupees, which which will last you a year. Um, wow. And um, that stuff cleans uh, a bike drivetrain fantastically. Um, and then of course using the right type of um, chain lubricant after you kind of degrease your bike and wash it is super important. Um, mm-hmm. um, and uh, for wet weather, the best kind of lubricant to use is uh, what's called a wax-based lubricant because a wax-based lubricant has okay. wax in it which uh, repels moisture and it has a lubrication in it that actually keeps the chain under all the wax. It keeps the chain really nice and rolling well. You know, it keeps the pins and the rollers okay. rolling well. The problem mm-hmm. with wax lubricants is it attracts a lot of dirt. And so in wet weather, really after every ride, you should wipe down your chain and apply, you know, um, a light coating of wax lubricant. So frequency of okay. lubrication in wet weather is super important. Um, hmm. Yeah, but the 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 secret I would say is getting uh, saving to saving a lot of money on your bike maintenance and uh, 
being it being super effective at the same time is get some uh, car wash degrees or that <laughs> stuff is magic. <laughs> so how frequent do you suggest to use the car wash degrees? Car wash degrees. So typically uh, depends on how bad the weather is and how um, you know how much gunk your drivetrain accumulates. But I typically mm-hmm. do a good bike wash in a place like Bangalore. With uh, I do about 400 kilometers to 600 kilometers in a week. I typically do it once a week. Um, okay. If you're living in a place like Pune or Mumbai, where the monsoons are a little bit more um, rough on equipment, maybe twice a week is something that is recommended, and that just is going to give you longer uh, life out of your entire drivetrain. You know, your chain, your cassette, yes, uh, yes, and all of that stuff. Um, another thing that I'll touch on is, as far as bike maintenance goes. Um, it's really nice to invest in um, a bike stand, and this is not. This is not something that's cheap, of course, but I I recently saw yes. in Decathlon you can pick up a cycle uh, maintenance stand for about two thousand yeah for mm. around, under two thousand mm. rupees I think so I've got a really nice bike stand from Park Tool that I use and and uh, having a okay. bike stand really makes working on bicycles so much more easier and it's almost like it 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 um, it accelerates your understanding of a bicycle just being able to. um handle your bike at an eye level and uh, you know it just being suspended there on a bike stand allows you to understand your bike a little bit more um so yeah if you if you've uh, kind of been doing bike maintenance yourself for a while um a bike stand is something that i would suggest investing in or if there are any listeners out there who are looking for a a birthday gift for a cyclist in their uh, in their circle uh, give them a bike stand thank you navin for joining me it was a pleasure to have you on the show and i got to learn a lot and uh, if you listeners have taken few notes do make sure you share it with your uh, friends and your uh, race buddies ride buddies whoever you hang out with uh, during your cycle rides this is part 1 of getting monsoon ready and uh, we have a second part which you can just listen up next and uh, we'll be having divya tate with us who will be talking about how can you use rains as a great escape and you can listen to this podcast on the website eplog.media/hitherhood but you can also listen to the podcast on any of your favorite apps like spotify geo saavn castbox apple podcast google podcast blah blah blah, blah and so on um, so make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you get to know when we come next and stay tuned stay subscribed and hit the road cause that's how you hit your goals